I want to uh, take a, a minute here and ask you to think about where you see yourself and your family financially in the next five years. How are you going to get there? How are you going to save the money? Um, what happens if things come up? Do you have extra money? Look, I could. Um, I, I've asked you to call American Financing um, because I believe they can save you at least a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars a month, maybe up to a thousand dollars a month if you include your credit cards. All you have to do is refinance your mortgage without resetting the fee. Please call American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now. Big show coming up for you in just a second. Stand by. It's Monday, and uh, Stu is joining us, uh, as well as uh, perhaps a few surprise guests on today's program. Stand by. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thanks to Newsweek magazine. Um, we have a story that is not necessarily real helpful to get people out of the Middle East. But now that it's out, we have to talk about it. The headline read, Taliban holds up Glenn Beck's group's planes. At least 100 Americans among the passengers. Oh, there's a lot to this story, a lot that is false, and a lot that you need to hear the truth on. And we go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let's uh, tell you about Relief Factor. Robin lives in Ohio. She writes in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I, I work in a correctional facility. I walk a lot for work. A couple of years ago, I broke my wrist severely. Well, after surgery, I started using Relief Factor. I had three months of intensive therapy and a lot of pain and swelling starting out. But Relief Factor was amazing. Instead of taking the expected seven months to recover, I was able to get back to work in four and a half. I am so grateful for Relief Factor. Thank you. There's really nothing quite like getting your life back when you think that it's been flushed down the toilet because of pain. It doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more. It's Relief Factor at relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. This weekend was epic. This is, um, this should be a movie um, that is uh, made at some point. This is one of the most miraculous and stunning things that I have ever seen. There is huge, huge good news coming your way uh, out of Afghanistan, God willing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, that's what you're calling this? 
<laughs> no, 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 huge not this. Amounts of good news coming, 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 coming in the future. God willing. Mm. Um, but there is some there's some amazing things going on. I had two phone calls over the weekend um, briefing over and over and over again of what was going on. But two in particular stand out as I hung up the phone and I said to my wife last night, I hung up the phone at 11 o'clock and I looked at my wife and I said, write this in your diary, write this in your diary. This is historic. What's going on? This is this is so amazing. I can't wait to tell you all of the uh, the details and the twists and turns. Uh, but we can now uh, tell you one thing uh, because of Newsweek magazine. So, you know, it is my understanding that no one, at least knowingly from the Nazarene Fund of Mercury One um, was involved in this story at all. We don't want to be involved in these uh, stories because we don't care uh, at this point whose fault it is or whatever. I do. I do. <laughs> the Nazarene Fund and Mercury One don't care. They just want to save people. Um, and the headline this weekend from Newsweek, Taliban holds up Glenbeck Group's planes. At least 100 Americans are among passengers. This, I guess, explains what the tweet was last week when they said that we were being held hostage. I interpreted that differently. Uh, I don't think of a plane as being held hostage. The plane itself. I don't really care. Oh, you're going to slit the throat of the plane. <gasps> Slash the tires. No. Um, so no people were being held hostage, at least that we know of. But were our, were our planes being held? Yes. And at least 100 Americans among passengers. No, there are no passengers on those planes anymore. There were, but there aren't anymore. If you watched the Stu show. Stu does America. Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, if you watched uh, Stu does America on Wednesday. Uh, I had just gotten my Wednesday afternoon briefing, and it was this story. And let's just play a clip of of uh, this story. Let me see. Would it be better if I told? Yeah, let me tell the facts first, and then you can put all those facts in. Um, what happened last week was uh, there. While everybody was focused on Kabul, others were looking for other ways out. Well, our group found another way out. And um, we hired uh, Cam Airlines, which is a regional, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like United or whatever the afghanistan version yeah of, of united yeah southwest and so we um purchased these all the tickets on the plane and then and then people just started showing up we're like hey that's you you got a ticket and you got a ticket and you got a ticket and they were just taking off as a commercial airliner um and taliban didn't know anything they were like oh well, yeah, commercial air flight. They keep coming in and going out. Okay. 
Well, we have to keep a manifest of everybody on that plane. And we do. And we keep just so the State Department knows we're keeping meticulous records uh, on just about everything, not just manifest. But anyway, um, the manifest, uh, the State Department started seeing these manifests come in and they're like, "Okay, yeah, great. Somebody's somebody's approving them. And then. These four planes, there's four of them loaded with people. The article says seeking to evacuate at least a thousand people. You're in the neighborhood, but it's more. And I'm not going to give you the number because we don't want to talk about any numbers. Uh, I was explained to yesterday, no numbers, because then that says how many people are slipping through, how many people are yet to get, et cetera, et cetera. So it's around a thousand, let's say, and it's reported uh, at least 100 Americans. Yep, at least 100 Americans. They were on the plane. They were on the tarmac. They were on the seats in the seats. They were buckled up. They were ready to go. The pilots are like ready for takeoff. The State Department sees these four planes with these four manifests and uh, said, well, hang on just a second. Who, who, who are all these people? And we're like, it's us, dummy. Let the plane go. Well, they get a stick up their butt and they decide, oh, no, we don't know what is going on here. We're going to hold off just a second. Four senators, two congressmen. I told you this on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday morning, subtly. That there were many congressmen. I had Marsha Blackburn on. She was one of them. Many congressmen, many senators were on the phone. We thought it was a done deal because they were ripping the State Department a new hole. And uh, believe me, that department seems to have a lot of holes. But they were ripped another one. Uh, and, um, And so I just went to bed on Tuesday night thinking those four planes were going to get off and I knew who was on the plane and I knew who was fighting the fight with the State Department. It wasn't us. It was senators and congressmen. And then I get up on Wednesday morning and they hadn't taken off. Right before I do the stew show, I find out because the Taliban uh, was alerted because the State Department wouldn't let these planes take off. And so they're like, what, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? And the State Department says, oh, it's these people, you know, on the plane. Here's the manifest. What, what are you doing? What, who, what have you just done? Um, and, you know, all these people, you get all your paperwork, go get off the plane, go into the terminal, and let them look again at your passports and all of your paperwork. Okay, what are you doing? Now, <laughs> Did we I do that after we land somewhere yeah, else? Somewhere else. Uh, so they were told to go back into the airport and hand everything in to the Taliban. Well, many of them did and then fled. Um, many of these people are in safe houses, but not all of them. And when I said... One person is missing. The blood is on the hands of the State Department. This is what I meant. One person doesn't come back. We have to go find them again. Okay? They're not just hanging out like, oh, just could give me a call. These are people who aren't using their phones because they're being tracked. 
So they were uh, dismissed from the airport while the State Department works this out with a Taliban. Now the Taliban is saying, oh, well, we have some new airport fees. So we have we had to hire a bunch of I think they're called old old fact. Uh, let me get this here. Um, um, yeah, Office of Foreign Assets Control, OFAC. There's a database that we have to run all of these things through, which we do. All of the manifests run through OFAC. That way we know who's on the plane. You're not a wanted terrorist or whatever. And they know. Our government knows exactly who's on these planes. We've been doing that from the beginning. It's law. You have to do it in the first place. But we also want to do that. Every time we create a flight manifest, it is scrubbed through the Office of Foreign Assets Control. Now, this is also the uh, place where they put you in prison if you're negotiating with terrorists. And we wanted to make sure that we're not negotiating with terrorists. So we hired up a bunch of attorneys for OFAC to make sure we were doing everything right last week. Um, and we're not negotiating with, uh, with the Taliban. They are now discussing new government airport fees, but those are the government. That's the government. Huh. You mean the government that the United States installed and the United States recognizes? Okay, those guys, the good guys that are saving all of us, that are helping us, right? Okay, so Cam Air is now in negotiation with the government of the Taliban to try to negotiate the fees. The State Department now is finally doing their job, and they are trying to get our planes uh, off the ground. We have... Four planes, paid for, ready to go, on the tarmac. We have the people. We have the manifest. We had it last week. We had all of it. We have to go back and get the people now for those planes. But as soon as we get the green light, those people will be able to go back onto those planes. And if there's one missing, I swear to you, we have also eight to ten other planes that are ready to fly out. If the State Department will just let us be. Uh, okay, I come back and I'll play what I said on Monday and you'll be able to put all the pieces. Oh, I'm sorry, last Wednesday and you'll be able to put all the pieces together back in 60 seconds. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org When looking at the rest of 2021, most market experts think that mortgage rates are going to stay in the mid 3% range, maybe a little higher. They've already started to climb a bit from what they were just a few months ago. But that's just because the banks are are doing it. Even just a few months ago, they were low enough that if you're looking to buy a new home or to refinance your mortgage, uh you uh, you could save a lot of money. Now you can still save a lot of money. Great time to get in touch with American Financing. No better time. They're America's home for home loans, and they're, it's where you'll get custom loans that can save hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand. That adds up to tens of thousands of dollars in long-term savings, and you can't miss out on that kind of money going into your bank account. 
So do it. It's really easy. Just call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go online to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call them right now. They're waiting. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 10-second station ID. So unfortunately, I got off that briefing on uh, Wednesday and found out what was going on with the planes that now are being reported with Newsweek, and I went right directly on the air, and I was a little distraught, and here's what I said. I was told, prepare yourself for this one. This is bad news, and uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, Our government is so out of control, and I, I... you know what the briefing was. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine anything that I want to do more than go on the air mm. and scream this from the highest mountaintop? Yes. Okay. You would like, yes. I can't tell you right now what is going on, but we're talking crimes against humanity. We are at that level with our government. It is... It, it is... I've stood at the burning, smoldering rubble of the World Trade Center. I it took me 10 years at least to get the smell out of my nose. Okay, I've seen bad before. I've had bad briefings before. I've seen really horrible things happen in my life. Nothing, nothing, nothing like this. I would renounce my citizenship like that. It what does it mean to be an American anymore? Evil, you know, I said early this morning at what, seven o'clock this morning, Pat came in and said, I call this evil. And I was like, well, that's not right. Evil, evil. I have news for everybody involved in this, everybody involved in this. Uh, I, I went in and I put my chips on the table. I know how it could end for me and anybody else that's involved in this. I already know, but I got news for you. To my dying breath, to my dying day, I will work to expose you. And believe me, if the American people find out what you are doing right now, uh, all your chips are going to be gone. You belong in jail. Okay, so the reason why I said these things is because Stu kept saying, is there any other explanation? And the answer was no. You had senators and congressmen on the phone with them the entire day before saying, let these planes fly What is wrong with you? Just approve and let them fly. The longer they stay on the ground, the more you're going to alert the Taliban and the more you're going to shut things down. What are you doing? What are you doing? Let these planes alone. Let them fly. And uh, they wouldn't. And then after hours and hours and hours of that, see, this is how they can blame it on the Taliban. They can say, well, the Taliban just said that they wouldn't give them flight clearance. Yeah. You know why? Because you wouldn't give them landing clearance. See, we could we could have taken off. 
We just couldn't land anywhere because the United States the State Department, if it's refugees, it has to approve the manifest and the refugees. They were all approved by OFAC. All of them approved. So it just required the State Department to say, green light, yep, go. They knew where we were going. We had been there before. All of this stuff was just in a different airport. And uh, there's no way that you have that many senators and congressmen on the phone saying, what are you doing? Stop it. And then you not only don't stop it, you tell everybody, get off the plane and go into the airport with the Taliban. Bring your paperwork. There's no way you do that. That's that's insanity. Yeah, because there's a little window here, right? Because the Taliban has been fighting, you know, in the, the mountains and the villages here for the past 20 years. They haven't been running airports nope. recently. Nope. So they're not necessarily <laughs> up on every little in no. and out. They haven't fully taken over the country in the no. way you think, right? Nope. There's and a window was, here to be able to get these planes out. Th- this was like the State Department sending up flares. Hey, you guys, you should look over here. And then when they get there, them saying, they're in there. Shh. They're in there. Why would they do this, though? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting because you've been talking a lot. Obviously, the 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 mission statement of the Nazarene Fund is rescuing persecuted christians and other religious minorities but there's over a hundred americans on this i mean this is m- much more expansive than than anyone i'm gonna have a few stories for you hopefully by the end of the week yeah and shame on all those that are claim to be civil rights organizations shame on them um no we we have a uh, charter that says that we are, you know, go after religious, persecuted religious minorities. We changed that charter for an exception of extreme harm. Um, this humanitarian crisis, all of these people are marked for death. And if you're marked by death by the Taliban, I don't know, that's a pretty good safety tip for me. That's like, oh, he must be our friend um, and the friend of freedom. I'm just I'm just stuck on the fact that like we've always said no American gets left behind and now we have to amend that you know as long as a talk show host and his audience come up with a bunch of money to fly them out of the country like that's that's the addendum to that yeah principle yeah yeah that's that's interesting 12 12 12 uh well no uh, uh under a hundred uh under a hundred Americans and over a thousand people uh, and they all better report uh sorry over a thousand the glenn back program all better return my patriot supply incredibly easy to take everything we have on a day-to-day basis for granted it's easy to jump into your car drive to the store pick up whatever you need or even you know things that you just want in a few minutes we don't think about Everything that had to take place in order for that food to get there. But what if all of a sudden that food wasn't there? Every day we hear people of, uh, you know, the, who do find out the hard way. I mean, you're, we're finding out the hard way now. There's, I know there are things that you could, you thought, well, I'll just go out and get it. And now it's on back order and you can't get it. First time in your life, right? First time in my life. Well, that can happen to food quickly. Right now, you can get a 25% discount on popular four-week emergency food supply. Just go to preparewithglenn.com right now. 
preparewithglenn.com. 25% off of each individual four-week food supply. They're great. Preparewithglenn.com. Can't happen here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the Taliban can't be running uh, Afghanistan for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, right? Oh, what a week this is going to be. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to it. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed is joining us now. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. So you're whining about what? The extraordinary <laughs> success that was Afghanistan. Thank you, thank you. Somebody's finally said it. It had to be said. It, yeah. Well, it's it's been said by the yeah. government, but you know the little people need to say it as well. Yeah, need I, to start believing their government. I don't know why people are talking about this all that much, considering every war we've ever had has ended the same way. According also yeah, to, the, right, to the yeah, government, yeah, there's yeah, never yeah. been an exception. There's, no, to this you can't war. end a no. war like that. No, there's without. always been a bunch of people. Behind enemy lines, that mm-hmm. random talk show host we're trying to save. That's the way every war ends. <laughs> Do you remember Korea? Man, oh, yeah. I, that's all yeah. that people talked about yeah. was the talk show host that saved the, the Americans <laughs> yeah. in Korea. Yeah. Right. Happens yeah. a lot. So, yeah, a all lot. the time. The surrender of World War II was yeah. followed by many flights from yes. random talk show so hosts was. evacuating <laughs> people from Japan. Don't you remember? <laughs> all of that. And people forget yeah. the Spanish American War and how many oh, Americans were left behind in <laughs> Cuba. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until uh, millions. Uh-huh. Yeah. There, were, Until there talk used to be hosts. millions of Until Americans. Until those, those <laughs> unknown. And un, uh, unfounded uh, technology, the talk show hosts uh, mm-hmm. of the future all mm-hmm. kind of came together. Came together. Yeah, that's came right. Together, that's yeah. how every war is ended. Uh, there's all no way to end a war without that sort of chaos, <laughs> no as way. far as I understand. I don't know how you would do it better. I really don't. No. I really. There's no way you could. You know, I have a few ideas. <laughs> do you really? I have a few ideas on how to make it better. What? Are you going to start with the, like, start earlier thing? <laughs> ridiculous yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do that right. and even if you did do it the same chaos would exist yes. then right. right at any yeah. point you withdrew any flights out of chaos afghanistan ensues. that sort of chaos would have ensued mm-hmm. not if you would have kept the airport yeah not if well, you would have maybe some just said behind we're gonna, and uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep kabul until we get everybody out that needs to get out well, yeah but they didn't have a chance to keep kabul i mean they wouldn't have been able to be responsible yeah yeah for no the actually um the city. taliban said that you could just take it <laughs> so yeah and they said so that makes it so right yeah <laughs> for some reason yeah uh there's no more trustworthy word than damn, that of a taliban spokesman damn donald trump makes a deal with these people who are great gracious uh-huh. and saviors mm. By the way, uh, by the way, they they are saying now that the new Taliban, because you know they've been reformed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, you know before they wouldn't let women out of the house without a male guardian. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying that only applies on three night trips. So you can go out to like the store without a man, but if you decide to travel for more now we haven't seen if they actually will stick to this rule, but that's the rule they're telling the press now. Three anything three over times. three nights. What? They can go out three times. Women can. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. They can no, like, they can't go for like a long weekend. 
They can go out to the store. That's totally okay. fine. All right. They just can't go out for like a long weekend or a business trip. <laughs> right. Without a man. Well, can they make a business trip? Because I also, don't know they, if they can have jobs. Well, they have to be. They can ha- see. This is the type of thing oh, you don't geez. understand about the okay. Taliban. Yeah, it's the tell new me. Taliban. Tell me. The new. The new Taliban. KKK. I mean, the new Taliban is yeah. here. Uh-huh. And what they're saying is, yes, women can have jobs. Oh. They just have to be segregated from the men. I see. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because huh. of the way they look at men. The way they, they may- look at men. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and men will look at them uh-huh. and because of their eyes, because that's sometimes all you can see, they'll <laughs> yeah. just think, I have to rape that woman. Right. And it's and the you- woman's fault. We all know that. Well, I mean, look at the way she was dressed all in black except for her eyes uh, <laughs> with every part of her body covered yeah except for her including eyes. gloves yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's great. very attractive it's very <laughs> alluring it is it, it really is. is it just screams i mean look at the way she was dressed right you know what i mean mm-hmm. 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 the new york times reporter that i heard <sighs> talking about this said that the taliban was not overtly beating women in the streets in front of him which I thought was... Oh, not in front of him. Oh, not in front of him. They did it behind his back. Now, he does know that it's happening. <laughs> oh. The question, though, is... is he hasn't it, seen it personally. Is there widespread approval within the Taliban leadership? Well, I'll tell you something. It's certainly, it's certainly not systemic. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, there's systemic racism here. Right. But it's not but systemic not there. not systemic there. No. no. <laughs> That's just isolated nope. incidents. A couple yeah. of bad apples here and there just beating and raping Lone people. wolves is what okay. I would call them. Yes. Lone wolves. Well, so. did you see the political cartoon with the two burka-clad women walking down the street, and one of them says to the other, "Pray for the women of Texas." <laughs> <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know really about does. how bad we are and how good the new reform Taliban. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're They're right. actually praying for American women, for Texans. You know, so, I have to tell great. you, I heard, yeah. uh, I heard some talk, not a lot, but I heard some talk um, about uh, poor Joe Biden, who was, you know, had to fly up Friday. Uh, to uh, to Delaware, home had to go home. Had to go home, and uh, and and flew back, or is flying back to the White House uh, to go back to work. And he had to take this Labor Day weekend. And I thought to myself, you know, you bastards, you don't know how hard it is to screw something up this solidly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not one piece of it that hasn't been screwed up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't just take a screw up. That takes a master screw up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work in thinking about all the details now how can we thwart this Mm -hmm. fascinating i've been fascinated by the reaction on so many fronts like for example you remember the kavanaugh hearings when those were going on yeah and Mm -hmm. everyone came out in their handmaid's tale cloaks yeah and i thought it doesn't it's and i watched the handmaid's tale on hulu and it doesn't exactly seem consistent with the plot of a handmaid of the handmaid's tale what the kavanaugh hearings yeah like there was a judge who was accused of something when he was a teenager and he got the job anyway like that that's not the plot (laughs) of the handmaid's tale what is the plot let me give you a quick rundown for those who haven't read the book or seen the series all right a uh a uh country exists Mm -hmm. however a theocratic uh and violent overthrow of that government occurs in which they imprison and put women into sexual servitude. That's actually the plot of Afghanistan, too. That's what's happening right now in Afghanistan. And I didn't see any 
red cloaks anywhere. Hmm. And I thought to myself, were those rentals? Hmm. Maybe they they <laughs> rented them for the Kavanaugh hearings and had to return them yeah. so they didn't bother to put them on when right. the and exact plot of A Handmaid's Tale was actually unfolding in the country we're all talking about. And the rental shop burned down, so they're not available right, anymore. That right, and, well, you. there's other rental shops, but they're closed because it's not quite close enough to Halloween. Right, maybe right, that's it. Right. You know, you How, wait in a couple of weeks; those cloaks are coming out. And I thought that was a real plausible theory, right? The mm-hmm. one where they mm-hmm. were rentals and the rental shop burned down, and that's why well, you, they weren't. You, you went there. You you actually mm-hmm. spent time on that one. Mm, well, I just wanted to just update because. It's funny because once the Texas law was passed, they're all wearing the red cloaks again. It's like maybe they did own them the whole time. Maybe they were (laughs) in the back of the closet and they couldn't Mm. find them through Mm. the Afghanistan Mm. thing. But then the Texas Mm. law passed and they found all the red cloaks again. So good news. The cloaks are safe. That's my that's my take, <laughs> take from the story. <laughs> Unbelievable. <sighs> All those bastards in Texas that are trying to allow babies to be born. <laughs> what evil people they are. Mm. I mean, evil well, I incarnate. The uh, government of Portland, Oregon, says they this are just going to hurt a lot. I know they're not going to do business <laughs> Uh, with companies in Texas, and I ouch. almost can't handle the heartbreak. I know, I can't handle. And they're it. not going to come travel down here. No, yeah. don't say that. Yeah, don't yeah. say the that. The government of Portland. Oh, no. no, they're no city Gov- officials can't travel to Texas. Nope. Oh no, nope. I've been watching the news about Portland. They have a government. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Sort of. Doesn't seem like they react yeah. as if they have a government often. Why would you say that? Well, the Taliban has a, you know, <laughs> Afghanistan has a government. There seems to what be less that? chaos at times in Afghanistan than <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's just the news reports, though. They're mis- oh, misportraying that. I'm hey, sure. After all this is over, <clears throat> after all this is over, I'd like you to donate to the Nazarene Fund just to save some people out of Portland. <laughs> there are conservatives in Portland who need to, help need to be get rescued. Out. Uh, all right. Real estate agents I trust. There are decent real estate agents out there. They're good real estate agents. But how do you know the difference? I never once actually tried to interview a real estate agent. I mean, I don't know what to ask them. So, how long have you been in the housing thing? How's it working out for you? Uh, are you good? <laughs> what do you ask? Well, there are questions that you should ask. What is your marketing plan? How, what, how do you drive the numbers to your website? Do you have enough people coming to your website? I mean, they're not going to uh, uh, just ask them for the numbers. How much do you spend on marketing so people come to you? Because you want people already going to their website and looking at them as a resource uh, and and having them have a real online presence because that's how your house gets sold fast and for the top for the top dollar. Also, um, what is your your rating with your customers? How do they rank you? What are your five star reviews like? Um, Hey, can you tell me what's your Rolodex like? What are your contact list? Because. If I need something done to my house, can you help me get that done? 
A great real estate agent has all of those things. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's where you'll find these people. It's a free service to you. Whether you're moving across town, across the street, or across the country, realestateagentsitrust.com can find the right real estate agent for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, some really, um, I don't know, fascinating news coming in from Wuhan. Uh, newly released documents, 900 documents that have been just released for um, Freedom of Information Act, provide details of U.S.-funded research on coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, that's weird because Tony Fauci said there wasn't anything like that happening. The Intercept has obtained more than 900 pages of documents detailing work of EcoHealth Alliance at the Chinese lab. EcoHealth Alliance, that's the guy who says, there's nothing to see here. We weren't doing any of that stuff. Even though this program reported guilty as sin months ago. The trove of documents include two previously unpublished grant proposals that were funded by the NIAID, as well as project updates relating to the EcoHealth Alliance research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the origins of the pandemic. The materials show that the 2014 through 2019 NIH grants to EcoHealth with subcontracts to the uh, Wuhan um, um, Institute of Virology funded gain of function. Let me read this again. Materials show that 2014 and 2019 NIH grants to EcoHealth with subcontracts to the WIV funded gain of re- function research as defined in the federal policies in effect in 2014 through 2017 and potential pandemic pathogen enhancement as defined in federal policies in effect from 2017 to present. Um, What's weird is there are published research papers credited the 2014 grant from the publicly available summary of the 2019 grant This now can uh, stand and be stated um, definitely from the progress reports of the 2014 grant and the full proposal of the 2017 grant. The materials confirm the grant supported the construction. Listen to this. The United States federal grants supported the construction in Wuhan of a novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses that combined a spike gene from one coronavirus with genetic information from another coronavirus and confirmed the resulting viruses could infect human cells. The materials also reveal that the resulting um, novel laboratory-generated SARS-related coronaviruses could also infect mice engineered to display human receptors on cells known as humanized mice. The materials further reveal that the first time one of the resulting novel laboratory-generated SARS-related coronaviruses 
one not being previously disclosed publicly was more pathogenic to humanize mice than the uh, starting virus from which it was constructed. And thus, not only was reasonably anticipated to exhibit enhanced pathogenicity, but indeed was demonstrated to exhibit enhanced uh, pathogenicity. Uh, they go on to say that they were uh, looking specifically into the bat coronaviruses. I mean, hello. They were doing the mice, as we so told you on my Wednesday night special two months ago. They were doing um, these kinds of experiments on humanized mice. It was the summer before the pandemic. And you had three lab workers go to the hospital with what now is known to be coronavirus-like symptoms. That's where this happened. Everyone's like, we're trying to find a bat. It didn't come from a bat. It came from a mouse, a humanized mice. The humanized mice that were sent over from a lab here in the United States over to the bat lady. Actually, there was an intelligence report that just came out, and they weren't sure. It, what, they, weren't, they weren't sure. They don't know. They only had moderate uh, confidence that it came from a lab. Really? So, yeah. We forget about what Glenn just said. Okay. Mm -hmm. According to the intelligence Intelligence, report. yeah. They did have some low confidence that it came, they think, maybe from a bat. Really? Low confidence? And then moderate these, confidence it came from a are lab. Are these the same people that gave us... High confidence in uh, Afghanistan. It's not going to just fall over a weekend, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you know just taking care of your pet means more than just giving him food and water. Your dog is part of the family. Uh, we've been telling you for a while how Rough Greens have changed my dog, Uno's life, for the better. Pickiest eater ever. Stew with President Miles. Yep. <laughs> Miles, my 16 or 17-year-old pug who he doesn't move very mm -hmm. quickly but when he gets to, he gets when the he, gets ball, he, goes to, he gets moving yeah, he gets going he gets going yeah uh this is a supplement that you put on top of whatever you feed your dog it's full of all sorts of vitamins and minerals probiotics antioxidants basically all the nutrients that you need and also your dog needs as well most dogs go crazy for it but maybe your dog isn't going to like it that's why um they don't want you to have to pay for uh the, your first bag you can get it for free all you do is pay for shipping uh, just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. It's roughgreens.com slash back. All right. Hour two of the program. We're going to focus a bit on your money. The things that you knew about because you listen and watch this program that everybody said was a conspiracy theory, you're pretty prepared for, but the rest of your friends and neighbors have no idea. 
I'm going to give you a story this hour about how the SEC has decided it's going to define what ESG means and how to apply these scores. Oh, so now the federal government is is getting involved in this quote-unquote conspiracy theory. Hmm. Who would have seen that one coming? More on this and also Afghanistan in 60 seconds. So Jim lives in Arizona. He writes in about uh, uh, his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I I used to have extreme lower back pain. Nothing that I tried really ever touched it. And then I heard about Relief Factor and decided to give it a try. Well, Relief Factor works so well that it quickly eliminated all of my pain, allowing me to function better than I ever had before. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Jim, I have to tell you, I am so glad. I'm a little envious that you live in Arizona because, yes, while it's hot there, it's going to cool down eventually. And I've lost all hope that it's ever going to cool down here in Texas. I think we may burn up in the fires of the sun. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Jim, I've been there, pain, and I've been there now with Relief Factor. And it's better on the other side. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more after their three-week quick start. Try the three-week quick start. If it's not working for you in about three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. So stop taking it. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Find Relief. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Hope you had a good three-day weekend. I know, I know Joe Biden's all rested up, and he's ready to go. He just said this morning, I don't want pudding. So we have that going for us. Pudding, he said. Well, I don't well, know what else he things, said. He said some he other also things, said but pudding. he also said pudding, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can we go through some of this, this news from Newsweek? That is broken over the weekend. It's so weird because I don't follow on the weekend. I don't follow social media. I don't follow anything. Mm -hmm. And I just know we were busy this weekend, you know, with Afghanistan and doing all kinds of stuff. And I got so many car, I got so many calls and so many text messages from people like, are you okay? Right. Is everything okay? You guys are being held hostage. One person wrote to my wife and said, I hear, I hear Glenn has been taken by the Taliban. And she responded, one could only hope. (laughs) (laughs) She does not Uh, like you. She's she's over that. She's over that whole thing. Uh, But so there was a big story that came out in Newsweek. And it's something that, you know, tons of people in this audience are involved in. Because these are the people who have funded all of these rescue missions in Afghanistan to try to get Americans and Christians and uh, other uh, groups out of the country so they don't get murdered by the Taliban. This minor mission that that, that the show seems to be involved in. I have something really important to share after he stops babbling. I have something really important to share about about this, Mm -hmm. about your role in this. Not you, Stu. You had nothing to do with it. You know, I'm 
definitely not hoping the Taliban comes and captures you. Right. I'm, I happen to be on the same team as Tanya. Team Tanya on, right. on you being captured by the Taliban. Right. Um, just just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Taliban holds up uh, Glenn Beck's group's planes, at least 100 Americans among passengers. Okay, so let you want me to take this let's, line by line? Let's go line by line on this. Okay, Taliban holds up Glenn Beck's group's planes. Yes, they're holding the planes. They're not holding anyone hostage. They are holding the planes. They won't, and they're not our planes. We we leased them from a company called Cam Air, which is you know their Delta over in Afghanistan. We re, we lease them. It's the largest private airline. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, these aren't private planes. These were chartered by us but these are just regular passenger planes can i just go back a couple i I know you don't like doing this but can i go back a little bit here Mm -hmm. to when all of this was going on initially when the funds were being raised and reporters from places like cbs news were saying this was not happening just full out saying that you were not actually rescuing have you seen snopes on this no i saw snopes Uh, somebody sent me snopes last night and i'm like and they said, we can't confirm or deny if any of this is happening. Okay. Glenn Beck says it's happening. You know, okay. he's, he says he's renting these planes. He says he's, he's uh, uh, you know, raised $22 million. No, I say $35 million now. Uh, and it wasn't me. It was the audience. So give credit where credit is due. Yes. And they also, though, were saying this, this wasn't happening because you would. How could you possibly rescue thousands of people when you're flying them in and out six at a time in a private jet? <laughs> That was that? my favorite. Yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. Okay, that's Glenn a, Beck I, taking private jets. Who yeah. <laughs> are ridiculous? I was going to say thousands of people. There are only six six seats on those private planes. Right. So the Cam Air is a full what seven? It's seven thirty Boeing seven thirty sevens and Airbus three forties. Big. They're big. big. They're big. They're big. The big planes you see big in the planes. sky near airports. Yes. That's okay. the, these are they. Uh, at least 100 Americans are among the passengers. Yes. And I would just say at least um, I know how many people are on. I've been asked not to give any numbers of any shape or form uh, because the people who are actually doing all of the work uh, have just said, shut your fat mouth on numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, uh, so can I ask for a little point of clarification? here? Yeah. When this started. Your pitch on this was always to help whoever was in need that was vetted and safe to remove from the country that was in danger of dying. I mean, that's how no, I, I took my it. first my first pitch was to save the Christians because I assumed the United States government would be taking care of everyone else. Oh, that was my question, because yeah. I, I don't remember as a priority. Necess- I mean, we always would obviously help any Americans that would be involved obviously. in this. But like, how, uh, how did we... How did the they Nazarene stopped fly, They stopped flying what are called gray tails. They're, the, mm-hmm. you know, the C-141s. Right. Okay. Um, and we put some Christians and others on gray tails. Okay. When those things were flying, mm-hmm. if we didn't have a plane and the State Department would allow us, we'd say, go there. Mm-hmm. They're going to take off soon. Just get on that plane. And so they would take gray tails and then we would they would land and we would sort them out. We go, okay, guys, you're with us. You're over here. okay. but once they stopped flying, there was no one getting on and we didn't get a lot of people on gray tails. We we did 
We did most of the heavy lifting here. Mm -hmm. But once they stop, they have nothing. They have nothing. They have no assets. You want to get out. You have to come through people like us. Now, there's lots of organizations. I don't I want to make sure that everyone gets their credit because the United we are just I have a big mouth. And Mm. so we are Mm. we're getting news, everybody. We're getting too much credit. Others are doing astounding things as well. Although, uh, you know, I don't know that you want credit right now. I no, mean, maybe, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. At some point in the that's future, it would be nice that the, the audience was acknowledged <laughs> yeah. for what they've done here. That's why we. That's why they keep calling me and say, shut your fat mouth. But this is okay to go through. because uh, Yes, I, I've, I've, I went through all of this line by line with the Nazarene Fund. Okay. I know exactly what I can say and not. Okay. All so right. there are four, six private charter planes seeking to evacuate these people. Are all of these planes Nazarene Fund related planes or are there other groups? So I I don't know what Newsweek means by this. I just know that we have four that were on the tarmac that this was last Tuesday that were ready to go and the State Department shut it down. They wouldn't give us clearance. And then the Taliban, they they gave the manifest to the Taliban. Here are these people. Do you know who they are? Because we're not sure who they are. Maybe you should look at their passports and all their paperwork. Could it be, though, that they see, they saw something that alarmed them? Maybe there was somebody on no, the flight that thought was everything, bad. No, everything goes through OFAC, which is the government agency to make sure that nothing like that happens. So we vet everyone, and then we send it to OFAC, and they look at it. Is there anyone on the list that shouldn't be flying, that shouldn't be coming over? They send it back. They say, nope, green light. Then it's got to go back to the State Department, and the State Department has the manifest, and all they have to do is just say, yep, you have our permission to take off and land. That's it. That's it. That's all they have to do. No. So we had those four planes, and uh, they were held by the State Department for about a day, And that alerted the Taliban. And then they were all unloaded and handed over to the Taliban. Uh, Many of them, I don't know how many, I don't know how many are still around. I hope every single one. I don't know how many are around. Many are in safe houses. And I like the way people are like, oh, they're in safe houses. Oh, yeah. Like safe houses are just like a dime a dozen. You know, it's like, oh, you're in a safe house neighborhood over here. Uh, seventh floor, Holiday Inn. Those are safe rooms. Uh, that's not the way it happens. These it's a gated community. They're yeah, fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's a golf course. It's going to be great. It's not like that no? at all. Okay. Uh, and some of them are in those. Others, we don't know where they went. And so we will so, only know once we can call for those who have their phones on. Because China and Russia are helping them track people. So now they have their paperwork, so they know who they are. They know the name. All they have to do is just track the phones. So walk me through the timeline here. They, these people are told, okay, you're going to come here and get on these planes. They get to the airport. We they were, get all, their, all their paperwork is all set up. They get on the planes initially. Yes. They get on the planes. They're sitting on the planes, mm-hmm. ready to take off. Mm-hmm. Then the State Department basically delays it long enough that the Taliban notices. Yeah. Basically. And you had uh, four senators, two congressmen that I'm aware of. I think there were many more than that, um, but that I'm aware of were on the phone all Tuesday night. Let this plane take off. Let it. Let these planes go. Let them go. 
We know who's on the planes. You know who's on the planes. Let them take off. And they wouldn't. So they say in the Newsweek article that one person uh, has said that the Taliban could be attempting to shake down the airline or the State Department for money in exchange for takeoff clearance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And I'm sure you're going to see U.S. aid go to Afghanistan that will be shakedown money. I'm sure it will happen. Mm. And it would have been harder to shake down the planes if they were already off the ground. Yes. That would have been a lot harder to do. Yes. But now that they're there. Yes. In theory, there Mm -hmm. could be some Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back and forth. We were working on this while everyone was in Kabul. We were working on this to find other ways to get people out. And we had other ways to get them out until the uh, State Department set up a big, huge flare. It was like, hey, Taliban, you should look over here. There might be some Americans over here. Uh, So anyway, uh, that's what's happening. Uh, So uh, if you look at this, six private charter planes seeking to evacuate at least a thousand people. That number is higher than that. And it is uh, it's on four planes. Although, if I may look quickly at my notes on things I can and cannot say. (laughs) Uh, This is so hard to do. I know. Uh, we have um, we are taking every precaution we can to make sure we're transporting people the safest and most responsible way. Boy, that's a story in and of itself in that sentence. Uh, there are other planes. Uh, we are ready to fill the planes that are sitting in Mazar with uh, American citizens, green card holders, SIV holders, P1, P2 holders and other endangered Afghans. We currently have four planes paid for and ready to go. Working with Cam Air, we have the ability to quickly fill and fly out another eight to ten planes. We've had this ability for a week. A week. We've had this ability. And we are sitting, waiting for the State Department. <clears throat> hmm. Is there more? Yeah, no, there's <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more. Um, they talk about the cost of the flights. I mean, they go into a lot of detail in the article. Yeah, and we thank them for that. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't so seem helpful. The, the Nazarene Fund, um, I believe, talked to Newsweek and asked them, please don't print that, please don't print that, please don't print that. But Newsweek went ahead and did it. And we are, we, well, boy, those people in Afghanistan, they're grateful. They're grateful. They're grateful. I'm torn on it because I obviously don't want anything that's going to affect the mission any attention brought to it however you get to these points when the state department is doing these things and i don't know how you stop them from doing them without attention on their actions i know it's a uh, argument that we have internally all the time my argument is get them <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not that's not the prevailing argument hmm. that's not the prevailing argument um but uh you know, I may have started the Nazarene Fund. Thank God I don't run the Nazarene Fund. Uh, otherwise, get them would be our slogan. And it could mean get the people in Afghanistan, get the people who are holding them back in Afghanistan, and also get the people who are holding them back from Washington, D.C. The Nazarene Fund, get them. I don't <laughs> think that's what Jesus would have us do. Uh, let me take a quick break. It's a good slogan. It though. is, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's the Glenn Beck Fund. Get them. <laughs> uh, summer, summer is starting to give away to fall in some places. That means the leaves will soon be turning brown on the trees and golden in Texas. 
everything's brown already. So we're just looking forward to being able to walk outside without immediately, you know, spontaneously catching on fire. It's nice. As for me, I'm just looking forward to doing more of what I've been doing all along this summer, and that is cooking on the Rectech. If you haven't seen what a Rectech grill can do, you are missing out. Smart grill technology. Rectech is perfect for any cooking occasion. You can grill on it. You can smoke on it. You can even use it for baking. Stu tells me the football season is starting. Mm. Hmm. Didn't know that. Coming up in just a couple of days. What could be more perfect for game night than cooking up a bunch of awesome, delicious food? I'll be doing that. He'll be watching the game and we'll be in separate places. He's not touching my food. Rectech on all social media. Sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. Uh, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So now we're up over $30 million raised. Thirty-five million dollars. Yep. Uh, we know. I don't know how many. What official numbers you can give out on this? Because I think one of the things, one of the reasons why it's important to talk about this is is how closely connected this audience is to it. Yes. You know, I, it's a lot of times we have stories in the media that are about the show or about you, and we talk about them because they just basically piss us off or whatever. <laughs> but this is something different. When, when people want updates, they want to know that know. their money is doing something I good, know. and they want to know. If it's being prevented in cases like this, why the hell is that happening and, and what can we do to stop it? I, like I said, am, uh, you are lucky that your money is not in my hands, <laughs> in the hands of the Get'em Fund. Uh, I don't, I will say what I can say. The Nazarene Fund and Mercury One would like me to make this announcement that the views held by this host are not necessarily the views of the Nazarene Fund or Mercury One, who are trying to get people out. Speaking of get them, uh, you know, may I make a prediction that uh, Blinken's going to be winking and nodding soon. I think Blinken is going to be the guy who's taking the Seeing that this story is coming out, this is showing... State Department is going to take the fall for all of it. And they deserve a lot of the uh, the fall, um, but not all of it. Uh, but and, and I want to make sure everybody knows there are really good people in the State Department. I, I know because I've witnessed them. There are a lot of people who are really trying to help. Um, but it's uh, many up at the very top. And uh, and I read and it might even be in this story is is. Dick Blumenthal mentioned in this. I didn't see. I think he's. There. I think he's angling for it, and I love him, and he is so great, and he's been so gracious and been helpful so much, and I just love him. And boy, would I be excited if he were the new State Department. <laughs> you have a history with him. I remember going oh, back. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> Many years to a, an inter- interview that uh, aired on one of our TV shows. Yeah, and those long ago views are not necessarily the views of the Nazarene Fund. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All I'm just, right, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I message received mm-hmm. there. Look, I, I think at this point, you're we're in a situation where. We will work with anyone who can help Americans anyone. and uh, special immigrant visas. And by the way, we doesn't get mentioned enough. Green card holders, permanent U.S. residents, 
Not necessarily. They can't vote. Look, get yourself to the border. There's thousands Just of permanent U.S. residents that are not citizens, Whatever. but green card holders Whatever. in this country as well. Yeah. Whatever. Something Just get important. yourself to the border. I don't mean the border of Afghanistan. Just get yourself to the southern border. Anybody can come in. <laughs> Anybody. Anybody. We're welcoming everybody. Hey, looks like you gained some uh, some weight since I saw you last. Oh, no, suicide vest. Come on in. Come on in. Anybody can get across our border. But we want to make sure in Afghanistan. Unfortunately, the green card holders can't get on a plane. Unfortunately, if you get to the border of Afghanistan, they seem to actually have border security, unlike us. Uh, and yeah, that's they a do. Problem. Yeah, they do. Because uh, you can't get out. Yeah. Greece just built a giant wall. Did you know that? <laughs> they just built a giant. Looks exactly like what Donald Trump was building. Greece just built it. Oh, those racist Trump hating or Trump loving. Or This is the Glenn Beck program. One of those. It's just Trump. Uh, Raycon. Somebody once observed that we are each living out our own autobiography. It's like a movie. We're all the stars of our own movie. We experience the world around us. And like any good movie, we have a soundtrack. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you have one. Sometimes it's the music you love. Sometimes it's a great audio book or podcast. Even, dare I suggest, a radio show hosted by some fantastic uh, and entertaining guy. <laughs> fat too anyway whatever you have to listen to whatever you whatever you like whatever you want the wireless earbuds from raycon will make it complete raycons have a 32 hour battery life so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time they started half the price of other premium audio brands but they sound just as amazing raycons come with a 45 day happiness guarantee so you can't lose raycons create your own soundtrack at buyraycon.com slash beck buyraycon.com slash beck save 15 percent now and you can head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I want to show you the other hand. It is really important when there's a big crisis, a usually government um, created crisis. You have to look to the other hand. What is the other hand doing? Well, I just want to look at the banking sector and your dollar, the economy. Um, we told you um, before COVID started, about six months before, that there was going to be a major impact on the banking sector because of what was happening with their emergency repo loan program. Now, the Fed, what they do at night is the, the banks have to uh, account and have enough cash in to cover all their holdings in case something happens overnight. And so when there's uh, trouble in the banks, they go, it used to be called the discount window. It was the window of shame. And you would go there and it was public knowledge among the banks. So you could, you could tell which bank was underwater, whose bank is in trouble. Did you hear they went to the discount window? They had to borrow money. That way, it kept banks responsible. In 2008, 
they I think they called it to the uh, emergency repo loan uh, window. They got rid of of the discount window first. They I think they just made it secret so nobody would know. So it took away all the shame. Uh, now they have a five hundred billion dollar loan program and the banks can go and borrow as much as five hundred billion, half a trillion dollars at night. And then they have to repay it over it used to be the next morning. But now it's up to, I think, 30 days, maybe 60 days. And uh, it wasn't enough. That's what was happening before COVID hit. And then COVID hit. And then every all everybody got a big bailout. Wasn't that great? The banks are just awash with cash now. Big bailout. Well, not enough, apparently. The Federal Reserve has transformed its $500 billion emergency repo loan program into a $500 billion standing repo loan. Now, this came out in a press release that we were watching because we're watching the other hand. Press release Friday at 4 p.m. Well, everybody's around looking at the news on Friday, the Friday before a three-day weekend, right? It's stunning news, given the fact that inflation is soaring at levels we haven't seen since the Carter era, and we're still in the middle of this pandemic, trillions of government of emergency spending still sloshing through the economy. But as far as the Fed is concerned, the emergency phase of their daily $500 billion of lending to the banking administration is over, and we're now in the new normal where you can get that half a trillion dollars every day and the Fed will pump it into the economy. Now, I know what you're thinking. What if 500 billion isn't enough? Don't worry. The Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, granted himself authority to increase or decrease that amount at his discretion. Next, the New York Federal Reserve decided it was going to stop publishing the Fed now GDP numbers for the U.S. economy. I know what you're thinking. Isn't that kind of important? Sure. But they're saying it's getting so complex because of the new variables in their model because of (sighs) COVID-19. They just can't keep up with it. They're tired. And they just can't keep up with that GDP number. Now, this is significant because this is the longest running official GDP number that the Fed publishes. Uh, Second reason, hundreds of underlying financial systems and models in the U.S. rely on that GDP number for their own subsequent modeling. So, you know, it's academic research, blah, 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 blah. Let me just break it down to this. This affects you because the Fed now GDP number is used for cost of living adjustments. So your pension, retirement accounts, annuities, all of that follow that number. No word when the Fed can get the uh, Fed now GDP number its third shot. I think Fauci said it's maybe three, maybe three, maybe three. We wish it well. The largest investment brokerage firm in China this weekend. There's kind of some news there you should be paying attention to. It's called Evergrande. It has deep ties to the Communist Chinese, Chinese, uh, Chinese Party. All of it does. Everything is basically a front for the Chinese. Um, they are um, uh, they alerted um, that uh, they may get payments 
and payment bonds uh, due. Uh, and that's concerns for the long-term corporate viability of this uh, of this uh, brokerage investment brokerage firm. So you know, it is described as the Lehman Brothers of China. If this thing goes down, it holds three hundred and fifty billion dollars in debt, about half of which is in U.S. dollar debt. Financial analysts around the world have noted a collapse of Evergrande could be as huge. Uh, and as devastating to the Chinese economy as Lehman Brothers was to the U.S. economy in 2008, it would start, I'm quoting, a cascade of bank, pension, and corporate failures throughout the Chinese economy. Just last week, there was a bank run at the banks connected to or invested in Evergrande, but the Chinese Communist Party stepped in by limiting withdrawals and providing liquidity. And if that doesn't stop there, they'll just shoot people. So this is exciting because if you haven't gotten something, I ordered a stove a year ago. It was supposed to come in. Uh, it was supposed to come in at the beginning of summer. Then it was the end of summer. Now they say no estimate could be another year. You don't want China to uh, fall apart uh, just because of the just because of the the trade barriers for most things mine wasn't coming out of china uh but parts were coming from europe and can't get them if china goes down not 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 what do you say Stu? suboptimal suboptimal Suboptimal. yeah that would be suboptimal americans are now paying the highest price for gasoline in history for any labor day weekend And this past week, Saudi Arabia, whom Joe Biden recently called on to increase production. uh, Of course, let's remind ourselves that Joe Biden's policies uh, were enacted, blocking all new oil and gas leases on federal grand uh, on land, uh, which is netted uh, resulted in a net decline of over 25 percent for U.S. shale oil, nearly 10 percent reduction in natural gas production and uh, higher prices all around. Well, anyway. Saudi Arabia announced last week, because we're paying the highest price on any Labor Day weekend in history, and they're our friends, and Joe Biden is working hard for us, there's a 10% cut in prices per per barrel and only for a few select markets. My uh, my wife, Lisa Page, has been uh, allegedly accused of putting these stickers up on uh, gas pumps. Blame Biden. (laughs) Biden. Oh, I love blame that. Biden and, and a picture of Biden saying I did that. And they seem to be pointing to the, the, the gas price. Oh, I love that. And she and look, some photos might indicate that she's she, done that. She's done that. But I think she just happens to be filling up at gas pumps and taking pictures yeah. of that occur. I would hope so. That would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the uh, Saudi Arabia said 10 percent uh, cut in prices per barrel for select markets. Remember, Joe Biden went over and said, hey, can you help us out? This is too much. And they said, uh, no, uh-uh. we're not one of the select markets. Um, they're going to be discounting for uh, China and uh, and India. So great. That's good. Good for them. It's working out good well. And the Wall Street Journal reported this week, J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan Chase. Remember, the one that doesn't want any of the Flynn family involved. 
uh, won't carry their credit cards because they're disreputable. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has reported this week that J.P. Morgan, the largest bank in the U.S., is engaging in trading its own shares of stock in what is known as dark pools. Now, what could go wrong? I don't even know what dark pools are, but it sounds great, right? Economists refer to dark pools as stock trades that don't happen on public exchanges like the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, but rather happen offline. Dark pool trading is not technically illegal. It's generally only practices uh, practiced by uh, pure investment banks or brokerages. It's unheard of that an FDIC-insured Federal Reserve and U.S. government-backed too-big-to-fail bank is engaging in any kind of dark pool trading. The reason why this is worth noting, let's go back to 2008. Do you remember the derivative trading, you know, in the mortgage bond market and how it crashed the global economy? Is, is that dark pool trading that's not monitored or regulated by the SEC? Remember? So now we have the largest bank in the U.S., one that has been convicted of five felonies. J.P. Morgan Chase convicted of five felonies since 2012. They have paid billions of dollars in fines to the SEC and the DOJ. They're actively engaged in trading hundreds of billions of dollars worth of shares in offline markets not being monitored by the federal government. Hmm. Hmm. Now that puts that bank at huge risk. But remember, that bank is 100% backed by your tax dollars. So don't worry. You can bail them out at any time. Watch the other hand. Something very bad is happening with the banks and the, uh, the way we are now all starting to do business at that level. When you're not aware of these things, when you're not included in these things, you're the one that ends up getting screwed. All right, AMAC. I want to talk to you about AMAC for just a minute. The Association of Mature American Citizens. This group is now over 2 million members strong and growing. It's not just the type of group that you want to join when you're 50 or older. It is the group you want to join. It is really important, um, their advocacy... What they do, they'll give you all the discounts and everything else, but their advocacy is really important. The AMAC members have played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1. That's the Pelosi federal takeover of all election uh, legislation. They're going to be asked now to do the same thing for Resolution 4, another terrible bill trying to establish federal control of all elections. These people in Washington just don't care. And that's why AMAC is there. They take our voices and they are a proud defender of the Constitution, a proud defender of our liberties. And they deliver a wallop in Washington. The time is now. We have to get ahead of these things and we have to band together, stand together with AMAC. Join for the advocacy, the benefits and the information most importantly, join because America needs you in the fight now. 
amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck problem. Uh, Glenn Beck problem. The Glenn Beck program. Sorry, I was reading about the problems over in the Middle East as I'm uh, talking to you. Uh, let me uh, uh, let me let me just play a NBC guest that is openly admitting that yeah, the State Department is blocking flights. I just spoke with the uh, communications director of Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. Right now, are 19 American citizens and their families, and 40. SIV holders and their families. Those would be translators who worked with the United States military that are waiting to fly out of Mazar-e-Sharif on those charter planes. That is being held up by the State Department and the White House. I want to repeat that. It is the State Department and the White House. I also heard that Senator Blumenthal at a tractor parade today in western Connecticut had constituents complaining about how the Biden administration is fumbling and failing in terms of helping these Afghans get out of the countries. Uh, These are our allies, and this is a growing political problem for President Biden. It is not going to go away. He and Secretary Blinken must address it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there you have, when when somebody starts to jockey for position, they're all starting to go, wait a minute, I'm not going to be part of this fallout. I want to be part of the solution. And they're all starting to scramble, and they will rat on each other. And I'm glad they are. I'm glad they are. Um, thank you for coming out with uh, with all of that. Do we have uh, how much time do we have? Yeah, let me play. Uh, th- now, this is weird because this is the uh, Joint Chief of Staff Chairman, General Mark Milley um, on Afghanistan. Listen to this. Is the U.S. safer today since the U.S. has withdrawn from Afghanistan? Well, you know, this is something that um, I've thought a lot about um, and and I personally think that my military estimate is is that the conditions are uh, likely to develop uh, of a civil war. I, do, I don't know if the Taliban is going to be able to consolidate power and establish governance. They may be, maybe not. Uh, but I think there's at least a, a very good probability uh, of a broader civil war. And that will then in turn lead to conditions that could, in fact, lead to a reconstitution of al-Qaeda, or a growth of ISIS hmm. or other myriad of terrorist groups. So I think the, the short answer to your question is uh, we don't know yet, but the conditions are very likely, in my opinion, that, and I've testified this and I've said it in public, uh, that you could see a resurgence of terrorism coming out of that general region within 12, 24, 36 months. Well, I think he's wrong. I think it'd be faster than that, but good for him. Good for him. Is anybody surprised uh, by any of this? Uh, when we uh, when we come back, what is it like to be stranded and alone with no help coming, and the government, uh, you know, just hating women as much as they do? What's it like to be stranded and abortionless in Texas? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We're ISIS now. Did you know that we're ISIS? You know, I think. They have lost perspective. I think the left has lost perspective. We'll go there next. So just when you thought things were going to get a little easier, maybe we're getting past all the craziness. Uh, It turns out we're just weeks away from yet another travesty, something that could very well lead us into uh, much darker territory. 
Court packing. Yeah. <laughs> you thought that might be going away, but no, it is not going away. The left is planning to rig our entire federal judiciary system by adding at least four new liberal justices to the Supreme Court, which could completely destroy the constitutional rule of law this country uh, has, or at least had. Uh, who knows if we ever actually had it. Uh, the good people at uh, First Liberty Institute, which is an awesome group of people, a national nonprofit law firm. They work for you. They work for our constitutional rights and to protect them. Uh, they've been crafting a letter demanding that the Biden commission reject the whole court packing nonsense. And now prominent leaders, plus over 100,000 patriots just like you, have joined their coalition. Franklin Graham, Ed Meese, James Dobson have joined in. Uh, organizations like the American Policy Association, Concerned Women for America, the Heritage Foundation. Please check it out. Uh, it's uh, SupremeCoup.com. 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 Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Had enough of Hollywood. I have. I have a response to one of these imbeciles on their... Do you see what's happening in Texas? It's ISIS. It's the Taliban. All right. I've got a response to, to that nonsense. Coming up in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. You know that uh, 2021 is over in four months, right? Say it with me. Oh, I can't wait until 2020. 2022 is going to be so much better. No, it's not. No, it's not. I, I, I curse all of those people who, oh, I can't wait till this year is over. 2021 is going to be better. No, it wasn't. It's four months away. Think how crazy things have gotten so quickly. Well, last week, the founder of Mobus Capital Partners, Mark Mobus, said explicitly, that Americans right now should have 10% of their overall portfolio in physical gold. He said the global currency devaluation is going to be quite significant over the next year. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm bad on timing, but I've been saying this is coming. What stands up to currency devaluation? Anything that's not paper. Gold, not the digital dollar physical gold now maybe maybe bitcoin but now they're saying well we got to regulate bitcoin because they're coming out with a digital dollar gold you gotta have to you have to do what's right for you and your family but please i'm urging you have a plan have enough insurance to cover your portfolio when the fallout from the biden administration starts hitting the fan gold line call them talk to them please right for my family it may not be right for you but you're smart enough to figure it out Get all the information. Don't buy today. Call them today. Find out about their weekly special and the extremely popular $5 gold Indian coins. 
Due to overwhelming interest, Goldline is extending their special on these coins and giving you a free silver Maple Flex bar and a free one-ounce silver Goldline branded bar with each tube of Indian coins you purchase. They're standing by to take your call now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Chris Omera Vignaraja. Did I get that even close, Chris? Did I get that even close? You did. I'm impressed. Okay. Well, that's what people say. I'm good with names. Anyway, um, that is, uh, that's Irish, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. So this is, I guess, kind of uh, America um, in a name. Uh, my husband, Colin Patrick O'Mara, nice Irish Catholic, right. is uh, where the O'Mara part comes from. Okay. And Vignaraja? Yeah. So um, so my family's from Sri Lanka. Uh, oh, okay. came here when I was nine months old. Yep. Because you know, I was just over in—I uh, was just over in—I don't even remember Dublin or someplace in Ireland in the middle of the night, and the just the word bathroom was spelled with J's and G's and N's and A's, and I had no idea how to pronounce it. I anyway, that's a different story. Um, uh, I wanted to thank you for everything that you guys are doing. You're the president and CEO of the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, uh, and you are part of uh, the group of people that are actually just helping Afghan refugees with supplies and resettling. I wanted to get an update from you on everything that you guys are doing and how we can help. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've never seen anything like it in terms of the outpouring. Um, clearly, the American people uh, have, have been eager um, to help. And, you know, we've seen it in the bipartisan support. We've seen it in this tremendous outpouring of support in the last several days. We have 45,000 volunteers, um, everything from veterans who served in Afghanistan to church groups. Um, I'm here at our headquarters, and we have floors just brimming with diapers, uh, school supplies, supplies um, in the hopes of helping uh, families as they resettle um, here in the U.S. Um, now, you're, you're, um, you're working on um, the resettlement. Are you working on things like uh, English classes and cultural orientation and things like that to help these people? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we want to set these families up for success. And so it's everything from, you know, um, finding volunteers to drive families to English as a second language classes, cultural orientation. So they have a sense of kind of what life will be um, to making sure that we can help enroll the kids in in public schools um, to even working with employers, uh, you know. So many of the the interpreters, the drivers, they've already worked alongside uh, U.S. Um, troops or in the embassy. So they have a sense of kind of what it is like to be in an American workplace or to work alongside Americans. And they're so excited. They're driven to, to help and work and succeed. How many are here right now that you're working with? Yeah, so we know um, that there are about, uh, so, so 41,000 Afghan evacuees are being housed at eight military sites across the U.S. Um, as of last night. Um, we are still kind of, the, the U.S. government's processing um, these families who are at different bases. I was at Fort Lee a few weeks ago, um, so was helping with the legal paperwork, um, helping, you know, uh, there were medical checks happening at the military bases. And then we expect that uh, families will move to their final destination 
um, in in the coming weeks. So uh, help me out on on this. So many um, people uh, are they they'll forget the the transition period and they just think we got to get these people out. And a lot of times people are just dumped at an airport in a foreign country. And we've been thinking a lot about these these refugees that we've been over working with and saving that I can't imagine what it's like to be in Afghanistan one day. Um, and this doesn't really apply to those who are, you know, that are SIVs or people that have worked as translators, et cetera, et cetera. But it does for those who got out because they were marked for death because they're a woman or they're a, a Christian or or whatever it is. Um, they were in Afghanistan one day and then brought to a country they may not even know about um, if it's not America and uh, some country where they don't speak the language, the culture or anything. How important it is, is it for the community to rally around these people? Yeah, it's critical. And honestly, we've seen this. Um, before, right? I, I can tell you how many uh, people come up to me and say, my family sponsored uh, or my church sponsored a Vietnamese refugee family. Um, and some of the challenges are challenges that Americans that we can relate to, um, like the affordable housing crisis, right? The difference is that by contrast to us, where we still have a roof over our heads and so we can kind of navigate when we can buy um, or we have a nest egg that we can tap into, these families don't, right? The only home they may have ever known here in the U.S. is a military base. And so we're trying to help them navigate some of those challenges. We've really appreciated some of the even corporate um, support we've gotten from like Airbnb. Uh, so many um, people of faith and otherwise have volunteered and given up their, their homes or an empty apartment that they may have. And then some of the challenges are things that we can't even fathom in terms of, as you described it, right, the trauma of uh, a woman who feared being married off to a Taliban militant and who had no choice but to leave the only home she's ever known. Um, and so our hope is that we can provide some of the, the medical care, the mental health services um, that so many of these young women families, children, you know, we're seeing some children who don't have parents or they were separated um, come in and, and they don't know anything. Um, so that's kind of the challenges that we're going to be facing and supporting in the weeks to come. And it really is because of the community-based support that we feel like we can take this on. Chris, thank you so much uh, for all of all of the work you guys are doing. Again, you can uh, go to their website, lirs.org. Um, it is the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, and she is the president and CEO. Is there anything in particular we can do to help you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say that because the situation is so fluid, that um, cash, cash donations are hugely helpful because they give us the flexibility, whether it is a medical appointment that we can pay for or housing. Some of the landlords are asking for six months of advanced rent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if folks have, uh, you know, the funds that they might be able to do donate anything, that's hugely helpful. And then otherwise, please volunteer. Um, you know, we need people to help set up apartments. Um, to pick up these families from the airport, to drive them to the English as a second language classes, those sorts of things. But really, we're, we're so grateful for the ability to explain who we are and how we do this work and how it's such a core value, whether it's a matter of faith or who we are as a nation. Yeah, thank you so much, Krish. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Um, again, the website is lirs.org. Um, I know a little bit about Krish, and I, I don't think that we agree probably on very much. And what's great is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, this is the one thing that is bringing people of all walks of life together. We all know there's something about uh, honor that is built into all of us, I think. And, and maybe it's being lost in other generations. I hope not. But there is something that we know as Americans. We don't leave people behind. We just don't do that. Uh, and we have, and I think that's what has people who are Republican, Democrat, independents, all feeling this is wrong is because we don't do this. It's just not who we are. And the nice thing about this, as the stories are being told, and I, I so want to highlight all of the other groups that are helping. I, I just happen to have a microphone. That's the reason why the Nazarene Fund raised as much as it did, because you are there. These, these groups don't have a big audience, and they struggle for every dime and every volunteer. And uh, they're doing some great work. And I, I really want you to know all of the people that we can possibly feature uh, and what they do to help. Because somebody said to me, some, somebody said to me the other day, um, you know, it's really a, a miracle what's going on and how much money you raised. And I said, it wasn't me. It was the audience. We all have our own role. And I want you to understand this clearly. And I don't say this, I mean, look, people will always say, and Stu, I think you'll agree with me. My best trait is my humility. I am, <laughs> I am more humble than anybody else I know. And mm -hmm. I, think that's what, I think that's what makes me so great is my humility. Wouldn't you say? Uh, incredibly, incredibly accurate, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I am striving to be more humble in my life, but that's not why I say how important other people are. I say this because when I was with Billy Graham and I asked him, where are, where is there's the next Lincoln? Where's the next Washington? He said a mosaic was going to happen and it is happening. And it, the secret is, I just told this to somebody just the other day on some other project because I've learned this over time. The secret is to not be overwhelmed with the whole picture it's to it's to put into perspective what you're supposed to do and i've had a really tough couple of weeks and i had a tough a tough 10 years you know 10 years uh in the past where i was taking on too much of the world's problems it's not my job my job is to do what I can do. And what I can do is tell you and to connect you to other people. I can warn you, but I can't solve it. 
And so I came to you and I did my job. And then you did your job by giving. And I know because I saw the letters, I saw the emails, I saw the remarks that people were taking from phone calls. I wish I could do more. I wish I could do more. I know. So do I. So do I. Believe me. But that's not our job. Our job is to do what we can do. And when each of us fall into place and do and don't look at the big picture. It's kind of like when you're, I guess, if you're tightrope walking, don't look down. (laughs) Don't look down. Just keep looking straight. You know that wire is there. You know how to walk it. Just do that. You look down. You look at the big picture of where you are. You're going to fall. It's not going to work. Just do what you're supposed to do. If that's volunteering, you know, as we were talking to Krish, you know, she said, you know, people need we need people to drive them to their English only classes. We've seen this because we have set this system up uh, with the Australian government years ago um, for the Syrian refugees. And it works. It works. That community works. The 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 Australians know how to do it. And people are going to their English to their English classes. They're going to the classes on what Australia really is. I guess learn how to be a convict in the very beginning or so. I don't know. But uh, anyway, they learn about the cultural heritage and it works. But don't just be a volunteer. If you want to volunteer for something like this, where there's some of these immigrants that are coming in through the United States government, um, please don't just volunteer. Be their friend. Just be their friend. They don't have any anymore. They have family members, but they have no friends. They don't need a driver. They need a friend. More in a second. Let me tell you about Built Bar. If you didn't already know, here's how most protein bars help you lose weight. They taste like foam rubber dipped in chemicals. Mmm. And then when you take a bite, you're like, I can't eat another bite of this. Not one. Not one. Now, you'll lose weight because you're not going to be able to eat anything. Snack time? No, thank you. Thankfully, that's not how Built Bars work. Because the makers of Built Bar understand that flavor has to come first and the healthy stuff comes second. That's how they built Built Bars to help you get healthier. Built Bar, in addition to be made with real chocolate, they're low in calorie, low carbs, high protein and high fiber. They have nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. Get a mix box. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. They have a new URL now. It's super easy to remember. It's just built.com. That's built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and you get 15% off your next order. Your mouth is going to thank me, which is much better than any other orifice thanking me, I guess. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. 10 second station ID. Uh, so I uh, I went to my son's first football game. Oh yeah, yeah. How? When did he learn football? Mm, 
Because mm. I probably can I speak in the future? <laughs> so he went to try out to be football and God bless he him. He went to try out to be football, to, to be on the football, to be team. football, to be on the football. This team. is how I Shut knew up. he didn't know football because yeah. you're I his got dad. It. I got it. I got it. He went so. he went out to to try yeah, I got out it, to got be it, got football. It, I got it. How, what so, else happens oh in the story? Boy. So <laughs> mm, he can't really catch. Because okay. well, dad and son have never played, mm-hmm. you know, catch out. Because dad can't throw or catch. I've seen this from you. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. You're wrecking the tenderness of this story. <laughs> so uh, he goes and he tries out. And uh, he comes back and the coach puts his arm around him and said, Rafe, have you ever seen this game played? <laughs> 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 and he said... Sir, no, we actually, we do watch it once a year uh, for the Super Bowl, but mainly for the commercials. And he said, Mm. okay, all right. You still want to be on the team? He's like, yes, sir, I do. Why does he want to be on the team? I don't know. know. I I don't know. I think he just, I don't know. But he's now watching football, trying to learn learn the game. Um, But uh, uh, he, um, he's not. He's not quite ready yet to uh, hey. actually go out on the field. Yeah, I don't think um, jumping into a high school Texas football is necessarily yeah. how you want to begin. Well, the coach knowledge. can't let him go because he was like, coach. I mean, he's he's tried out for everything. And the and the coach is like, okay, not that one. Okay, not that one. And mm-hmm. he's like, let me on. I don't even know what it is. Let me on the line so I can take the, on li- the, I, the I, linebackers. No. I don't know. I don't, I know. don't know that he was on. He was on. He's the size of a Texas football high schooler lineman or linebacker. Honestly, he's he's not. Okay. Yeah, he's not. Forget the skill level. He's he's, he's not, not the, the size. size that would be yeah, appropriate. Yeah. I don't think for that. Position. Right. And uh, and so they were at practice. Or rehearsal, whichever it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were at practice, and he was there, and the coach is like, "You're going to get killed, Rafe," <laughs> and he's like, "No, I can do it, coach." Every time, he keeps getting just hammered by these guys, and you uh, mean he doesn't he doesn't hold them back for a second, and he's laying on the ground, and each time he's like, "I got it this time, coach. Please, I got it this time." Over and over oh, and great. over again, he just refuses to give up, and the coach is like. Uh, all right. So the first game, he went on a kick, mm-hmm, and okay. he just had to run down the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the play he played. You nice. just, just get in there and run that way. That way, Rafe. <laughs> run that way. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Well, in the past, when you've switched mobile companies, because, you know, we've all done it at some point or another. Uh, what was it that got you to make the switch? Was it because you were going to save a ton of money? Was it because it had better service? What was it? Probably wasn't because I believe in this company that I'm switching to. And if you did believe in it, then you must, you must be for abortion. I guess if you have Verizon, you're cause you know, they're giving the money to Planned Parenthood and boy, they're all over Texas now. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I don't say that in every commercial because it's important to me to know their values. Um, but it, it, it that usually is coupled with, and so it's not quite as good. It is. They have special discounts. They can. Uh, you're going to save a buttload of money. 
They have the best, rated by the customers, the best customer service out of all of them. They have the same great coverage. What are you waiting for? Save money now. PatriotMobile.com slash back. 972 Patriot. Well, before you get to go out today and try out to be football, uh, make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Sure. <laughs> Promo code is Glenn. I can't tell you how many how many conservatives I know that are growing a mane and hooves. Uh, yes. Because of iver, 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 ivermectin. ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Well, there's it's a lot of worms. A lot uh, of worms. But the worm, there's a worm genocide going on yeah, in this country oh because of gosh. ivermectin. People are just going to the vet. Yeah. They'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. They'll go to the vet. And as we know, uh, I think it was Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Poison yes. control. 70% of all the calls. Uh, were about ivermectin. Incredible. Oh, incredible. Well, it was a little lower than oh, I, I'm sorry, I meant not credible. Not incredible. Oh, okay. Not, not credible. credible. Yeah, yeah, that's what it I was meant. 2% of the calls. <laughs> two. But that's, not 70. It's close. No, I it's mean, really not. If you think no, it's two not. and 70, they're both numbers. If you're thinking on a scale of one to a billion, yes. <laughs> two and 70 would be very close. Right. Uh, right. In the grand you're thinking scheme one of to a hundred, not so close. Not so close. No, not yeah. that close. Not that, that it close. is amazing. And the, and the left, of course, was all, all over, over this. All These over. dumb hicks in Mississippi calling the, uh, the hospital. I had my horse dewormer and oh. and they won't, you know, and now I'm dying and, and I have to come to the hospital. And, and I love that attitude, by the way. This is something that has really been bothering me lately, which is like there is this thing. There's a whole genre of media right now Mm -hmm. which is dedicated to finding people who have said something skeptical of a vaccine and then let them die and then like oh look they're dying ha 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 Mm -hmm. they tried it basically with uh joe rogan uh, that's what jesus would do yeah i don't say the opposite is also as offensive which also happens people who are like well i don't like the vaccines and therefore i'm going to laugh at this person who got vaccinated and is now sick all of that is awful you're just that's just doing life wrong you shouldn't be rooting for people to get sick to make your political points. Is that something we need to say in in, in uh, 2021? Didn't used to I, be. Didn't used to be. But uh, the media loves these stories. Oh, they, they love do. them. I know. And uh, the ivermectin thing has been a big topic of discussion uh, recently. And it's taken. It's, it's a great example of like what is wrong with the media right now. This one story, as you point out. 70% of calls supposedly coming in in Mississippi about po- poison control and it's actually 2% mm-hmm. uh, is just one small part of this narrative, which is the, the mainstream media has adopted this view that ivermectin is a horse dewormer, right? Mm-hmm. And it it is. It's just, but it's used for multiple purposes. No. Right? So just like, worms and horses. Right. <laughs> like, I think That's it was it. the Babylon Bee who say like, you know, Democrats are going to stop drinking water because horses also drink water. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it does work for uh, on livestock and horses, but it's also prescribed a lot as an anti-parasitical medication for, for humans. Now, there is a, the risk that's actually real here. If you don't pay close enough attention, if you think ivermectin is just going to solve all your problems, you know, you might not do other things that might be better against COVID. That's one concern. But more of a concern is you see ivermectin and you take 
the horse dose instead of the real person dose. But see, which th- would, I yes, don't believe. Will. I don't yeah. believe in uh, evolution, but the left does. <laughs> they should. They should they just should, yeah. say that's part right. of natural selection. Right. If you are looking and going like, "That's a big horse pill." Oh well, I'll swallow yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's no. made for the horse. Right. You weigh a little less. Not, not entirely everybody. true. Not always true. Yeah. <laughs> case by case basis, mm-hmm. you weigh less than the big horse. Yes. So, yes, you should not take the thousand pound animal dose of ivermectin. Now, look, obviously what you should do is talk to your doctor. And if they're going, they're not going to, pr- I promise you, your doctor is not going to prescribe the horse dose. Just talk to your doctor. And if they think that's right for you, they know your personal history better than, than any MSNBC contributor. Mm-hmm. So they can help you walk you through what they think is right for you in this particular circumstance. Maybe they will say it's ivermectin, but I guarantee you they will not be going to the live, the livestock feed supply store to purchase it. That's not how. Now, that works can i can i just can, may i just point this out uh this shows how elite people are oh my gosh they'd go to a horse doctor <laughs> okay yeah all right all right i get mm-hmm. it however uh i live out in the middle of nowhere when it comes to uh you know our idaho place mm-hmm. it's out in the middle of nowhere right now there's lots of vets lots mm-hmm um, but you have to go an hour away to another town to be able to go, you know, to go see a doctor, you know, in a hospital. Uh, and uh, I have to tell you, I, we've had somebody who had he was working um, uh, on these logs that we have at our entrance and he was putting a bolt into them and the he it cut the, the um, uh, drill caught it spun around and it hit him in the head and it sliced his forehead wide open. Now, I wasn't there. Nobody was there except him. So I come back hours later. He's still working on the log. But now I see him and he's got a huge white bandage all over his head. Mm-hmm. Okay. And blood going through the bandage. Sure. And I uh, stopped the car and I'm like, hey, uh. The gate looks nice and everything, but I don't remember you having that bandage when I left this morning. What what happened? And he said, oh, I had to have, I don't remember, 21 stitches. And I'm like, what what happened? He told me. And and I said, uh, are you OK? Did, did, <laughs> yeah. should, did you go to the hospital? He said, I did not. I'm not going to drive all the way to the hospital. He said, I went to the vet. He's right down the street. He sewed me up. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I don't know if the vet is the one to ask if you should go right back to work or not. Hmm. Uh, Maybe we should talk to a doctor. He's like, I'm I'm fine. I'm going back to work. Okay. Tanya and I were like, oh, my gosh, we we would have been sued. If we lived in New York, there would have been all kinds of state paperwork that would have had to be filled out. He would have said, uh, my union says that I can't work for the next six months. I mean, there are people that live in the middle of nowhere that just have a different kind of work ethic and a different kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. I know you don't know important things about people, but that's a people drug, right? And that that's a horse drug, too. Yeah. All right. Can I take that? Is it the same thing? 
well, yes, but I wouldn't give you the same dose. Right. I mean, that happens. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I mean, like I have seen uh, livestock feed stores. We're in Texas, so you see these places everywhere. And I've seen several of them advertising in, on big signs that they have ivermectin. Uh, ivermectin, and I, I don't, I, I don't know if there's a huge worm situation going on right now with animals. Maybe it's just a really popular thing to buy for your horse right now. I suspect, however. That there are people who are actually buying this stuff, or why would they be advertising it out in front of their store, right? Like, I don't know why all of a sudden this particular drug in horse doses would be prominent. So, I mean, I think there are, at least there's some, uh, and you know how much I love my capitalism. There's some capitalism here going on where people are saying, you know, maybe let's just alert people that, 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 that this stuff is in here right now. I can get that mm-hmm. for the price you charge me for a horse so i'm getting like a bucket of it <laughs> and uh but yeah, or i could go to the hospital and they will charge my insurance company right a uh, bucket of money for a little bit of it i think in situations like this sometimes people get a little you know they, it's like when all the water clears out before a storm you know people might be going to stock up on things they might not necessarily need but again ivermectin is a drug that the cdc recommends that all refugees coming to our country take from Middle Eastern countries, Asian countries, North African countries, Latin American countries, and Caribbean countries. Now you think about we are in the middle of importing thousands of refugees, many of them fantastic people that helped our military in Afghanistan, but the CDC is actually recommending with no symptoms of any disease that they take ivermectin for a couple of days before they come here. And then the media acts as if it's only a horse dewormer. It is. I got news for you. It's got. They don't. They don't believe this. If I can just say I'm a woman and everybody has to say I'm a woman. Why can't I take a horse dose of ivermectin? Right. And everybody has to say, well, today he's a horse. Today's a I mean, I just don't understand the problem. (laughs) David versus Goliath. Let's talk about for uh, Goliath here for a minute. You and I both know Hollywood is not your friend, nor your family's friend. It's not your children's friend. It's pretty obvious. No matter how good the story is, the story usually goes awry at some point. And you're like, okay, come on. What? Let me tell you about a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your home. And that means protecting your home and your family from the crap Hollywood tries to shoehorn into its entertainment. Basically... You set the filters for exactly what you want to see or don't want to see in your home. VidAngel works with most movies and TV on Amazon Prime and Netflix. Netflix, It has filters for 2,500 movies, 12,000 TV shows. New ones are coming out every single week. It's VidAngel, vidangelbeck.com. They want you to try it for one month for just a buck. They are so convinced, and so am I, that you are going to like it this much that you'll be like, I can't live without this now. Because you set the parameters on what your family is eating. That which you gaze upon, you become. It's Beck1, the promo code, vidangelbeck.com. Vidangelbeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. I really can't take this story. 
for so many reasons. A pregnant woman named Nasira, a California native, flew to Afghanistan in June to visit her family and get married. As of September, she remained one of the estimated 100 to 200 Americans left behind. So why would I have a problem with that story? 100 to 200 Americans left behind? We have... You don't want to say numbers. We have Mm -hmm. a lot of those people then on one airplane ready to get out. There are so many more than that. Anyway, she said, now that the U.S. military is gone, the Taliban is hunting Americans, she told the Voice of America. I think to myself, am I going to even make it home? And I got, am I going to end up living here? Am I going to end up dying here? What's going to happen? Apparently, the Taliban is going door to door trying to see if anyone has a blue passport, she said. They're going door to door. Last week... Daryl uh, Issa of uh, California, who's been working to rescue Americans remaining in Afghanistan, said during an appearance on Fox News that she had been kicked in the stomach by Taliban fighters. Anyone who says these people aren't stranded is wrong. There are so many people that are um, remaining and you're 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 going to start hearing about some of the rescues uh, that those who, uh, let me just say, you're going to start hearing about some high-profile rescues. And and that's good. That's good. I'm glad. The problem is, what about all of the people who are not high-profile? They're just a 25-year-old girl from California. Where, where is, where's the team excited to get her out? I will tell you, there's a few of them. The Nazarene fund is one of them. Uh, and if we knew where she was, um, we would be trying to help. I mean, if we weren't so busy, just boycotting all those Abortion clinics. I mean, we can't do anything here in Texas. We are so full of hate. We're just, when's your time to go boycott the abortion clinic today? Call the people going in there just murderers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Well, I do boycott abortion clinics. That is something that I actually... Yeah, the one, so, the one, one thing. You know, that is one. Really yeah, that's, that's a, that's, it's not really a boycott. Just kind of a rule of thumb. I'm not doing business in there. Yeah, not a lot to do in there, yeah. Uh, yeah. sadly. They don't have a lot of other services, even though they say they do, which is interesting well, how I get hard my, they fight for this one particular. I get my breast exam. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. how are they doing? Still as perky as ever? They're perky, okay, getting bigger great. and bigger. That's good to hear. Which is nice. Uh, I thought maybe there was a growth in one, but no. Huh? no. Uh, nope, it's just fat. <laughs> it's growing, just, though. Yeah, it so is growing. You were kind of partially yeah, right. Yeah, so, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm. it's interesting to see. I, you know, I kind of mentioned this a little earlier, but it's, it is fascinating to see the difference in reaction between uh, the, let's just say it's a complete ban of, of abortion in Texas, which it's not. But even if it were, what you'd be requiring is a, an hour or two drive, depending on where you are in Texas, maybe an hour flight uh, to go to another state that has the laws that you want. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, it would be cheered on. In fact, mm-hmm. I guarantee there are organizations paying for people to do this. Oh yeah, of course right there. now, and are doing it. In the old times, when because mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico's got mm-hmm. much more liberal laws on abortion sure. than Texas does, and there's sure. states like that all over the country. And the rest of them, you're just going to have to get in some back alley. That's, yeah, a, you, that's you, what you're just going to have to yeah. do, I guess. Again, just, we have more left-leaning mm-hmm. abortion laws than almost all uh, of Europe. I want you to know, Maine, that's quite a statement, too. It is. Um, Maine is now trying to codify infanticide. They want full two-term abortions and they're trying to codify that oh a two okay no, I, I see what you're saying you're saying all the way to birth to birth all the way to birth uh and um yeah i mean mm. m- you know maybe we should buy uh, maybe we should boycott maine <sighs> look at we, we're saying you can have an abortion but once the heartbeat starts we deem it as a child so do it before you can detect the heartbeat. They're saying, uh, by the way, we can kill it even when it's halfway out of the mother and we see it's a baby and a viable baby. We can kill it. Which one is the extremist? Honestly, which one is the extremist? <laughs> 